Magic Seekers and welcome to Turns Out She's a Witch. We're your hosts Tracy and Shannon and welcome to our podcast coven. Surviving lockdown, done yeah. lockdown, and uh, who knows Hopefully what phase emerging. you're in. <laughs> who knows? Like um, I heard the other day from one of my clients that they went in for four days randomly over in Perth, and mm-hmm. you just you just don't know one no, day to the next. It is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So last episode we touched on and talked a little bit about witch wounds um, and sort of how we're now living through uh, breaking or healing those wounds or emerging from um, that that wound and it's no longer a wound anymore. It's now something that we're – personally for me, I'm at the point where I don't see anything as a wound. I see everything in this lifetime. um, I see it all as uh, like a new beginning. Mm -hmm. It's like a rebirth. But I – I feel that we need to pick your brain yep. and talk about the witch trials mm. and where I think for our listeners to understand where the where the witch wounds come from, yeah. why they're there, how they're there. Um, and a lot of the stigma around yeah. the word witch. So tell us, what do you know? Yeah, well, I thought I would give you a little brief history lesson um, of the witch trials. So obviously this is a little tip of the iceberg of what happened um, during that time. But the witch trials came about as Christianity rose in popularity and it was in stark contrast to the popular belief system at the time, which was paganism. So the definition of a pagan is a person that worships many gods or goddesses or who worships nature and the earth. So uh, you can imagine, you know, people of the ancient times believed in, you know, the wheel of the year, those festivals and different deities that were attached to the growth of crops and fertility and abundance. And I, I feel like they, they got their knowings from what was happening. Yes. It was like what was real, what they could see, what was tangible. It was the day, the night, the sun, the moon, the planets, yeah. the stars, the, the changing of the seasons, the, like the things that were being given to them that were tangible and real. Yes. They had created a knowing and awareness and a flow and uh, an awareness of cycle mm-hmm. and, and, and a way to flow within the cycle of, of the way that, earth functioned yeah and to live within that and to heal within that too so you Mm. think about even the knowledge of plants and those wisdoms as well so plant medicine yeah yeah so Mm -hmm. it was all encompassing so uh, many pagan women were labeled as witches because they followed a different tradition and one that didn't align with the church Um, so in a nutshell the men behind the church wanted complete control over the citizens And to achieve this, they needed everyone to follow the same beliefs and traditions and essentially to fear the one God. So they created like churches and the Bible was being passed around and Mm -hmm. they were basically telling them this is the scripture and this is the knowledge, this is your education, Uh learn it, follow it, 
and and have faith in it and Mm -hmm. worship it and this is where we do it and anyone who doesn't conform to that you are pagan and they should be feared yes so uh, the pagan holidays were overwritten by Christian ones. So, for example, I wonder, like, oh, oh. do you reckon that before the the um, the Christians came, the Christianity came about? Mm-hmm. Do you reckon that 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 um, the what we now know as pagans, who weren't pagans until the Christians labelled them pagans? Yeah, true, true. <laughs> do you reckon that they actually believed in a devil? Hmm, I don't believe so no because I feel with witchcraft you acknowledge the dark and yeah, I you think do. they acknowledge the darkness and the dark aspects mm. uh so you even look at you know sabbats like Samhain it's honoring the death dead and the dead but I feel like it's a balance it was yeah. a balance of light and dark and same with the energies at play the deities at play so it's like the gods and the goddesses like mm. the god of thunder yeah and like it's they all had a role to play though. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. they meant something and you honoured it and you respected it and you yes. lived by it. Yeah. So it's funny how like Christianity introduced mm-hmm. the concept of devil and forced it upon, among any many things that it forced upon, Yeah. but it forced that upon as well. Mm-hmm. And it never was even a concept to mm. them until the Christians produced that concept and, you know, for like, forecast it over them yeah yeah fucking nuts it is <laughs> it is <laughs> and then you know as i was saying before like the the pagan holidays were overwritten by christian ones so it was kind of like they couldn't convert them so it was like let's just cover up the holidays so for example you've got winter solstice was replaced with christmas astara uh, so spring equinox was replaced with easter Samhain was replaced with halloween so it was like we can't convert you so we'll just can't beat them, join them. Yeah, kind of thing. So call it our own thing. Absolutely. And I could go way down in the rabbit hole of this, but even marriage. Marriage was a pagan ritual, like mm-hmm. hand fasting. And the church originally didn't want anyone to be married. You meant to be married to God. Um, but people were still going off getting hand fasted. So that became something of the church, the marriage in the church of a man and a woman. So that's pagan, pagan roots as well, you know. So... Mm. Uh, but yeah, all the original meanings of these pagan Sabbath Hang on a minute. That's just reminded me. Yeah. Because you and Boo had a church wedding and then you also had a separate one, didn't you? <laughs> we did, yes. Yeah. So my husband and I got married when we were 20, which is Burpees. crazy, absolutely crazy. But we've been together since we were 17 and um, at the time, this is like back in 99, not many people had, in my defence, uh, like outdoor weddings back then or, you know, you kind of didn't stray from the norm. It was very traditional to get married in a church and we're both christened uh, Church of England and um, we did talk about getting married on the beach because we both surf and love the ocean and it was my grandmother who made me the most beautiful wedding dress but she was like, you cannot wear this dress on the beach. <laughs> you can't get <laughs> married on the beach. You have to walk down the aisle of a church. So, you know, being young as we were, we kind of went, oh, okay, like we'll just do it. Like didn't really think too much about it. Got married in the church and I can honestly say majority of my wedding service wasn't about us. It was a sermon and I'm pretty sure we kind of tuned out a lot of it because it was about 40 degrees and, um, yeah, just it was great. Don't get me wrong. Our wedding was beautiful but 
we had our 20 year wedding anniversary and we wanted to do it our way. So we had um, a hand fasting ceremony at North Entrance Beach and we stood in a circle of rose quartz and uh, we had Boo's mum officiate it because she's actually a celebrant and my mother did the hand fasting with the tartan from our family and it was just so beautiful. We had, um, you know, one of my daughters cast a circle of salt to protect us and my other daughter anointed us with frankincense oil and it was just the most beautiful, heartfelt ceremony and ritual and we were surrounded by, you know, I think it was about a hundred of our really close family and friends and yeah, it was the best. It was and so beautiful. I'm so glad we did it. And I look back at those photos um, and they're just so full of joy, like so full of joy and, yeah. Real. Really, really real and authentic to who we are now. And I I don't regret no, we getting married like in the church. Later, yeah. You are a baby. Yeah, we were babies. We were such babies. Um, but, yeah, I'm really grateful that we got the opportunity to – yeah, redo it our way for our 20-year anniversary. So mm. That was so worth the introduction. I'm just sitting here like with googly eyes just looking at you with a big stupid smile on my face, just like full of all of these beautiful love bombs. Oh. But, okay, back to... Back to... <laughs> back to um, what we're talking about. Yeah, so with the Christian... take Like Christians taking over the uh, pagan... Sabbaths and, and holidays, um, you know, their their meaning was lost and it was intentionally lost. And, um, you know, this was the only possible way that the church had of ensuring that everyone had converted and anyone who didn't convert and still practised the old ways were a threat. So um, I have a little passage here. So in the Old Testament, Exodus twenty two eighteen, it says, "'Thou shalt not suffer a witch to live.'" So, like, that's pretty full on. (laughs) Wow. And this is just one of many passages in the Bible that caution against divination and chanting. So you may not know that the first finished copies of the Bible were available around 1455. And coincidentally, this was also when witch hysteria took hold of Europe. So, yeah, it's no coincidence. And then not long after the publication of the Bible, another notorious book was written by a German man called Heinrich Kramer, and this was called the Malleus Maleficarum, which loosely translates to the Hammer of the Witches. And this was a thorough guide on how to identify, hunt and interrogate witches. And for more than a century, this book sold more copies than any other across all of Europe, apart from the Bible. Wowzers. So, in effect, you know, women were arrested, tortured in the most horrific ways and forced to confess, like, to undesirable behaviours. Just women? Uh, Not just women. Uh, So, to my understanding, you know, gay men, um, people on the fringes of society. So, uh, you know... Basically anyone ...disabled. Anyone odd. It was crazy, you know, like, single women uh, were deemed a threat widowed women, women who owned lots of land but had no man in their life, Um, women on the margins of society, as I said, you know, those ones that might have been disabled or, you know, blind or maybe they swore a bit too much or they had a high sexual appetite, Um, you know, they were the ones that were commonly targeted. And in what can be only described as mass hysteria, hordes of these women were targeted and publicly hung or burned at the stake. 
So hence the reason why it became something that you you would hide. You would be a closet witch. You would... Oh, you wouldn't even... You, you yeah. wouldn't let on one little tiny skerrick of your truth. Like it was not safe to be seen. No, no. And I'm, mm. I think we've discussed this before too. I'm sure women of that time would not have called themselves witches. They would have just been healers and like Where does that word come from? Yeah, yeah. So you'll read in most of the history books that tens and thousands of women died during the witch trials, uh, but that's not a very accurate number. Um, apparently it's over, it's estimated to be over 13 million Holy women shit. that were murdered. Um, so that's more than double the estimated number of people who died in the Holocaust. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, it's terrifying. And it happened all over the world. So it wasn't just England and Scotland. It was all throughout Europe, the Americas. Uh, but, yeah, nobody talks about it. It's been covered up. Well, <laughs> excuse me, a lot of people will talk about the Salem witch trials. Yes, true. Um, which only like, not only, but was it like 16? Yeah. Were I burnt? Think so. Yeah. Killed? Yeah. It's, it's, it's a very small number in comparison to 13 million. Yeah. Like let's not talk about the Salem witch trials like it's like the next second coming. Mm. Like what the hell? I know, it's terrifying. 13 million? 13 million worldwide, Yeah. Over how long of a period of time? Uh, for that, I am not entirely sure. But, like, this all kind of kicked off in, you know, the 1450s. Far so, out. And I'm pretty sure it went right through until, like, 1700. So we're talking, you know, a couple hundred years. Jesus. Yeah. It is crazy. It's horrific. Um, Why? I love it how, too, it is ridiculously called the witch trials. Yes, yes. It should be called the mass murder. Yes, yep. Far out. You know, and, and it's just, it blows my mind that um, it's not more widely known. I know I didn't un- fully understand the extent of it until, you know, probably six years ago um, when I started researching and looking into things and it's just heartbreaking. Like you can't imagine living like that and, you know, they would even blame people if there was a bad you know, flu that went through the village and if there was someone there that, you know, might have had a turn in their eye and was a bit nasty, it was like, oh, she witch, did it. Witch. Yeah, witch, I call witch. It was just things as simple as that. So, um, yeah, and essentially any woman who seemed to possess any kind of strength or power or skill was a witch. Uh, any woman who was independent and untamed that didn't fit into society's expectations of being, you know, the good woman you know, any woman that understood plants and herbs and worked with them, uh, you would have been absolutely stuffed, Tracy, because I was actually just thinking, Shannon, you would have been gone. (laughs) Well, I would have been gone and, you know, anyone who could foresee the future. So your seers and your mediums, uh, your tarot card readers. Yeah, yep. So you would have been burned as a witch. Have I ever told you about how I had the Jehovah Witness knock on my door that time? No. They knocked on the door and they told me, to come with them because they had their kingdom hall prepared for my exorcism. For, for you, in, like specifically you? Mm-hmm. Wow. This was eight years ago. <gasps> uh, seven years ago. Wow. Yeah, seven years ago. Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I've got a long driveway. They might come for me next mm-hmm. <laughs> after this podcast. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Um, yeah, another group of women that were targeted were the midwives. So... You know, they were able to birth babies into the oh world Oh, my God. Safely. Yep. So midwives were targeted. Or if you had a neighbour and you didn't like them. <laughs> or if you just had a neighbour. <laughs> or if the, your neighbour owned a cat. That oh, was enough. Oh, a familiar. That, that was, was their familiar. Yeah, it was a familiar. 
Yeah. So you could just imagine the hysteria. Um, Yeah. That's enough to make you convert to Christianity. Yes, precisely. To stay safe. Yeah. So Ah. there's been... Which is interesting because in the episode that we talked about the different types of witches, you said that you can be a Christian and a witch. Yeah. Well, you couldn't do that then. No way. Yeah. Yeah. But imagine how they must feel now. Mm. I'd love to hear from a A Christian Christian witch. witch. Yeah. Anyone? Anyone? Yes, please. I'd love to know how they combine both of those. How they balance it. Yeah. how How they live with the two parts of them. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, it's pretty crazy. And and so was there, like you said, 13 million all over the world. So that's uh-huh. like a, that's a, an idea of the world's figures, not just a certain place. But, and there's the Salem Witch Trials, which are probably the most well-known ones. And I yeah. have no freaking idea why. Um, but movies. aside from, yeah. <laughs> Lots of movies, yeah, I think. True, America. Aside from that, where was like the the largest number where was like the biggest contingency of witches so where would you guess or probably scotland or ireland i thought that too and then upon digging deeper it's actually germany what man germany is cursed oh it's yeah the witches the jews I know. Like, yeah, they've seen a lot of heartbreak. Maybe Hitler was like onto something, but like completely the other way around. Oh, heartbreaking! It's like Germany just needs to. Sorry to all of our German friends and listeners. Oh. Plus, you and I both have German. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I, have. I was just sitting here thinking that. I do. I've got yeah oh. German ancestry. So in 1572, authorities in the tiny tiny settlement of Saint Maximin in present-day Germany, charged a woman named Eva with using witchcraft to murder a child. Eva confessed under brutal torture. She, along with two women, she implicated, which used to happen, they would kind of force you to implicate other people, were burned at stake. Uh, The pace of prosecution picked up from there. By the mid-1590s, the territory had burned 500 people as witches, which is an astonishing feat for a place that only had 2,200 residents to begin with. <laughs> it's like just under a quarter of, of their population, the yeah, had been like essentially murdered. Like I, I can't even fathom, yeah, I can't even fathom that. So, God, imagine like there, like the levels of trauma in that, like they're from an energy perspective, there's trauma for survivors there's trauma for survivors who um weren't caught for Mm -hmm. their witchcraft even if they were witches there's trauma for uh the people doing the killings there's trauma like because before this you know there was people I, i guess it was very um like Brutal, I guess, in a way. Mm. Like people were a lot less civilised. Well, it would have been, yeah, a hard time to live. To live. Yes. It was very survival yeah. focused. Yeah. However, I'm pretty sure that the people who started to become part of that mass hysteria against the witches, mm-hmm. um, like imagine if, if they had like moments of... Um, retrospection and introspection where they had tremendous guilt Mm. and grief and tremendous shame and suffering like it's not like just to play devil's advocate Mm -hmm. in body ears so to speak um there's just 
it's not just the witches that have the witch wound. Mm. There would be so many ancestral wounds from this witch trial. Yeah. Forever now known as the mass murders of the witches. Yeah. Or the mass murders of the women. Yeah, true. And men. Um, the, the mass murders of those who would not conform. Basically. <laughs> oh, man, I'm just going to keep going. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like there's got to be trauma. So there'd mm. have to be so many people in our lives, like even like we sit there and talk about how it's safe to be seen mm-hmm. and how we have these wounds inside of us that we live with and that we heal and conquer and move mm-hmm. on forward. But then we think about the people who can't understand us or that don't accept us or yeah. aren't open-minded is that their trauma? Is that their wound? And they're from the same, the same time and space and we've all come back together and yeah. it's those same dynamics but we're given these modern day ways to be able to communicate and mm. discuss and safer ways to, to do that. Yeah. It's just incredible. It is. It really is. It's mind-blowing. Sorry, went on a tangent but I just get so like passionate about Oh, so do I. I just... How cool would it be to go back in time? Like, um, what's that show? Um, with Jamie? Oh, Outlander. Outlander. Oh, my God. <laughs> Take me. Well, there's even the witch trial scene in Outlander, if you recall. Of, I didn't um, watch that. Ah, uh, yeah. With Claire and Galus Duncan. Mm. Yeah. So, oh, look, it's not, you know, even the term witch hunt. Like, if someone's on a witch hunt, they're trying to find something that's not there or to to persecute someone that yep. hasn't done anything mm-hmm. kind of thing, like making up rumours and... Yeah, Deciding not... for themselves mm. that it's deserving. Yeah. Oh, my God. It would have been terrifying. So obviously this all happened really quickly, like it kind of spread like wildfire in yes. terms of... And this of... Malleus Maleficarum book had a lot to do with it. Wow. And so is that still in print? I think you actually can buy it, to be honest. I think there's, Jeez. like, as in yeah. more of a historical yeah. piece. Um, that would be interesting. It would be very interesting to read. It would kind of blow your mind, I think, just to see their perspective on, you know, because some of the things were just crazy, like the witch's mark and, you oh know, you God. even look at um, some of the trials they put these people through of, um, you know, they'd try and find... Uh, it could be a little birthmark or a freckle or whatever and that was the witch's mark and then they would tie you up and throw you in the river and if you sank, you were innocent and if you rose to the top, you were a a witch, (laughs) which is just crazy. So basically if you're innocent, you drowned and then if you were guilty, you floated but then you got burned at stake. So you were damned. By the way, you were dead. Yeah, yeah. And then there was other stories. I wonder I if the person who came up with that actually knew that they were a genius. I know, right? <laughs> like, let's just screw them both ways. <laughs> Far out. And, you know, there's other stories um, of even, you know, women being at the stake, being burned, and there might be a big storm comes through and puts the flames out. Well, you're bloody definitely a witch then because you made that happen. So... So this is where I get really confused, like really, really, really confused. Christian witches... Right? Mm-hmm. How do they reconcile the fact that in Christianity, Mary conceived immaculately? Mm-hmm. Is that not a witch? Like, would not, that not mm. be something that you would just go, she's a witch? Well, it's supernatural, isn't it's it? Supernatural. It's supernatural. Mm. There is angels. True. 
So your deities? And certain people in the Bible conversed with these angels. Correct. There is um, drinking of blood. True. Ritual. Ritual. Mm -hmm. There is frankincense and myrrh. Mm -hmm. There is um, the fact that they talk about Jesus rising from the dead. Yes. Even though it was his spirit that rose. Yeah. But saying that even makes it even more hypocrisy because his spirit rose. Yeah. It did what? And people saw it. And people saw it. Make them witches. Yeah. You pray. Mm hmm. And you believe that the stars led the shepherds. Mm hmm. What else is there, Shannon? What oh, else can I bring? I know. But I, I sit with this and the only thing that allows me to accept that mm-hmm. is that I just love that they have a faith. Oh, 100%. And I think I have nothing against any person's beliefs. Like if no. you want to believe in blue aliens, go for it. If that makes it. your life have meaning mm-hmm. and purpose. That and he's greater feel, than you. Yes, mm-hmm. and you feel connected and you feel supported by something Understood. higher. Yes. Yeah. If that's blue aliens, amazing. Yeah. So be it. Yeah. And yeah. I feel the same about all faiths and religions. Like I have nothing against mm. Christians whatsoever. Um, I guess for me it's just this whole witch trial thing is due to Christianity and due to them being persecuted. Uh, so how does a Christian witch reconcile yeah. that? Is that the ultimate forgiveness? Yeah. And would the Christian witch see that as a Christian sign of forgiveness or a witch's sign of mm. forgiveness? Like what part of a Christian witch or is it both? Like have they reached the ultimate mm. kind of, but I mean Christian's man-made. Yeah. Christianity's man-made. So, and witchcraft's not. Yeah. I, I just would love, like, I am so, like, intrigued by the Christian witch. Yeah. I'd love to hear someone talk about it. That's and I fine think, one. yeah, we, we'll please get in contact if I'm you are one. going to hunt. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess on the flip side, um, imagine being, you know, a villager, let's say, mm-hmm. back then, and you hear these stories of witches who take babies and make flying ointment out of their fat and that fly on, like, seriously, these were the stories that were being told. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the evil eye, like someone walking past and looking at you a certain way and your granny dies or, you know, there was all this superstition and fear. So I do try to put my shoes, you know, put myself in those shoes of, Imagine the level of fear they would have actually really believed that yeah. there were witches. And because they, they didn't know any different. No, no. And so Christianity brought fear as a concept mm-hmm. because people who are now known as pagans did not have that that concept of fear apart from human survival. Yeah, yeah. And their brain would do what it needed to do in fight, flight or freeze. Mm-hmm. And so fear is a human or a man-made, I guess, um, well, it's not a man-made emotion, but it's a it's an emotion that they've kind of exploited yeah. within people. To gain power, yeah. Which never existed mm. before Christianity. Mm-hmm. 
And another theory I've heard too is that, um, you know, a lot of communities were really self-sufficient. So they had the healers, they had their seers, they had everything they needed, they grew, that kind of thing. So they didn't need outside resources or sources. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was a way pretty much, you know, for the, the governments at the time and the people in power at the time to gain access to these communities and kind of break it apart. So yeah. they didn't rely on each other anymore. They turned on each other and, yeah. And a lot of that would have been through survival. Yeah. And fear. Yeah, absolutely. And, and not knowing what else to do. Yeah. And yeah. being tortured. And being tortured. To and it. watching your fellow your family, villages, your family, friends. friends, yeah, being burned. Like, and it was public. So you were required. And if you, I guess, you know, if you didn't stand there and watch it, well, you were part of it. So, oh, it's just horrible. It's crazy. Yeah. Mm. It's crazy. It is. Do you know, I listened to another podcast. I'm not going to name it here, but it is, um, it's of the true crime nature, but more into the niche of cults. Mm-hmm. And it's actually hosted by two um, two Christian uh, priests or... Okay, yep. Um, I think that's what they're called. Um, and, you know, I can, like, I actually... I, when, I, when I hear people talk about their faith, mm. I could sit there for hours. Like, I actually really love people talking about their faith, whatever the frick it is. Like, yeah. whatever, I don't care what it is. I just, when people talk with so much compassion and conviction and love and joy mm. and, you know, just inspired and motivated it's beautiful yeah um but they they actually interview people um where who have escaped from cults Mm -hmm. and then found christianity okay yep and it's such an interesting listen Mm. because so much of it like i would really like to understand it from the point of you're escaping a cult Mm -hmm. because of these reasons there is one person who deems to have all of the information, mm. who is the knower and the seer and the, and the person who through the God or whatever the, the source is works through. Mm-hmm. And you must worship that person and basically do whatever they do. There's ritual. There's all this stuff in the cult. Mm-hmm. And it means that and there's lots of strict rules like the dress wear, the, yeah. the sex, the marriage and the jobs and the dancing and the drinking or whatever that you can have or can't have. Mm-hmm. Yet when they escape, they, they find Christianity. Is Christianity, like when you hear them talk about it, they're then saying, okay, so I've just gone from this one to believing in a different person who says they are the one. Yeah. To believing in priests who believe they are the keepers of God's word mm-hmm. and a book that is the keeper of God's word. Yeah. And it's full of ritual and tells you what you can and can't do. Mm. It's like there is so much like, huh? Yeah. I don't get it. I'd well, really like to get it. Yeah. Oh, look, I think some people perhaps... Um, you know, thrive with those rules. And they need them. Boundaries. They're looking for it. Yeah. They're, they're seeking yeah. some kind of faith mm. to belong to and they want to believe. And structure. Yeah. And, and it's beautiful. Yeah. But I feel like it's lost on them. Yeah. It's like if you just, it doesn't have to be a cult. It's just a belief system. Yeah. And just because like there's a quote that I heard years ago, which I 
love and I will I use almost on a weekly basis Mm -hmm. and I don't call them sins but I use this word in the quote because it's the quote and it basically says what I want to say which is don't judge others just because they sin differently to you yeah and that's something that I keep at the forefront of my mind every time I have the skerrick of judgment kick in Mm -hmm. and I feel that if you just call a belief system a belief system not a cult not yeah, even a religion. True. It's just like, this is what you choose to believe in. Cool. Yeah. That is really awesome that you found something to believe in. But do we have to label it? Mm. Do we have to label it a cult? Do we have to label it a witch? Like, not label it a witch, but do we have to label it paganism? Do mm. we have to label it any label whatsoever and instead just go, you know what? I love that you have found something that makes you mm. feel that you can function in this world to your best ability according to your belief system. But we're humans and we love to put everything in neat little categories. Oh, it shits me. It makes us feel safe. <laughs> and when were we able to do that? So when did the witch trials end? Or when did they start to, like, run out of fire? Was there, like, a war or something? Did something else bigger come well, along? Well, according to Wikipedia, uh, the Witchcraft Act was a law passed by the Parliament of the Kingdom of Great Britain in 1735 which made it a crime for a person to claim that any human being had magical powers or was guilty of practising witchcraft. So that's kind of what brought it to an end, the burning times. Um, But with this, the law abolished the hunting and executions of witches in Great Britain and the maximum penalty set out by the Act was a year imprisonment. I wonder how that came about. Like I wonder Mm. who, which witch was a part of that kingdom yeah at that point look into it more Mm. oh it's a rabbit hole it's a big rabbit hole so um my cousin in scotland did send me some information um which i don't have on me right now i really should have (laughs) but basically there was a woman who was charged with the witchcraft act and it was pretty sure it was in like the 1930s so, and she was meant to have a year in jail for being a medium. She was a practicing psychic medium at the time. And um, I think she was in like a 70s. So they didn't jail her. She just got three years good behavior. <laughs> yeah. So that was. Stop the, looking into the future and speaking to dead people. Well, apparently that was wartime. So she was foreseeing things with the war and, and creating a bit of fear. So. Yeah, that was the last kind of recorded case. You'd really have to say, like, just stop telling everyone. Like, because you can't stop seeing it. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I know. It's pretty crazy. I'll see if I can bring it up on my phone. Um, and so the Witchcraft Act, was that something that was, like, universal or just in England, like well, in Great in Britain? Well, in the Commonwealth, yeah. Okay, so okay, it yep. was he- it's here in Australia as well. Um, so I found this extremely interesting So when would you think in Australia? So in England, it was repealed. um, So basically squashed in 1951. What? I was born like 30 years only later. Yeah. So (gasps) guess when they were repealed in Australia? And it went state by state because that's how Australia works. So have a guess when it was repealed in New South Wales. Okay. So 1951 in England. 
1951 in England. Okay. So you would think being part of the Commonwealth. That it would be across the board. Yes. But it wasn't. No. And it went state by state. When it went it made state it by Australia. state in Australia. Okay. Yes. So as long as it was before 1981, I'm sweet. <laughs> uh, no. Okay, so I'll run through this. This blew my mind. So in New South Wales in 1969, it was repealed. Okay. Although it was still illegal to be a fortune teller in uh, Bunny Years until 1971. Gets weirder. Okay. South Australia, 1991. What? Queensland, 1996. Victoria, 2005. And the Northern Territory, it was still illegal to be a witch in 2013. That makes me feel sick to my stomach. I did too. I read this and was like, whoa. <laughs> like I just. Like it's a visceral. Yeah. Gut. And look, I couldn't find anything on anyone actually being charged and jailed or whatever. But the fact that it was still there, it hadn't been repealed until those dates, just blew my mind in this modern day crazy shit massive shit (laughs) so i lived in victoria Mm -hmm. in 1992 so up until that time so part of this witchcraft act was fortune telling and mediumship and you could be jailed for a year oh man yeah if you were deemed like uh you were being fraudulent and fleecing people which would be determined by whom? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Far out. Yeah. Mind blown, huh? I feel sick. But if you're in Tassie, Western Australia or ACT, they didn't have the laws. <laughs> you would have been fine there. But Just run those... to Tassie. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Whoa. I know. That's gross. Do you mm. think that that was more of a kind of like, these like laws they're not even ones that we looked at these i'm pretty sure that's and it's just like when someone's going through the closet and they find like these old acts from a long (laughs) time ago and it's time to just abolish them and it's all just administrative i'm pretty sure that's what it was because i can't say i've ever heard of (laughs) any witch trials in our era anyway so not by the government not by the government no maybe individually (laughs) far out i like I feel like a mixture between repulsed, mm-hmm. sad, yeah, um, scared, mm-hmm. and um, blessed. Like yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just those four. <laughs> yeah, like it's a real, real weird feeling. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, I know. So like, oh. So I would highly recommend everyone um, maybe read up on this stuff. So there's a few books that you can read that really go into depth about the witch trials, the witch ru- the witch wounding. Um, there's Witch by Lisa Lister. She really touches on it in her book. And there's also another book by an Australian woman called Jane Hardwick Collins called Her Story. And that is a really deep dive into pretty much from ancient culture with the goddess right through the witch trials and, you know, the rising feminine right now that we're experiencing, so. Wowzers. Yeah. Oh, man, I need a drink. (laughs) Far out. Yeah, I know. It's it's disturbing. It is disturbing. I'm glad I was, like, born in New South Wales Mm. and lived here. I've lived in Queensland and Victoria. Um... 
Not during those times, though. Well, Victoria, mm. yes. Queensland, I moved there in 2000. So four years out. Mm. Far out. Yeah, thank goodness it's all been abolished now, nationwide. I kind of feel like this is going to sound so... Um, I don't even know what to call it. And we may even need to cut this out depending on what you think mm-hmm. and what Matt and Lara think. But, you know, like um, with gay rights. Yeah. Yeah. Like to know that like there is a law. Yeah. That is held over your head mm. that says you can't be who you are. Yeah. Like if what I am feeling is even one skerrick of a blip of a sniff yeah, of, of how they've had to live, mm. my God. Heartbreaking. Absolutely heartbreaking. Like it's not, like this isn't, doesn't even apply to me anymore mm. and I'm still having like this guttural yeah. response. Like I feel like I swallowed dirty dishwater. I feel really yeah. off. I'm looking at Tracy and she's teary. <laughs> It's, it's full on. I know I've had the same thoughts as well. Like I can't imagine, um, you know, what that community has experienced. It's crazy. Even in recent years, like it just blows my mind that gay marriage was even a thing to be debated. Like, come on. It's like let people be and love who the freaking hell, whatever they want to, you know. Um, Ugh. And I mean, like, it's like it's not like, oh my god, a policeman sees that you're gay, and then all of a sudden you're thrown into jail. Like, I know that they that they weren't at that level of, like, um, threat in terms of, oh my god, it's a witch throw into jail from back yeah. or burn her. Yeah. But just to know that there is somewhere sitting in a file somewhere mm. that says it is illegal to be who you are. Yeah. And then. Something like you look at this and it's like surely the Witchcraft Act was just something that sat there and gathered dust that probably no one in Parliament had any awareness of and if they did they probably didn't give a shit enough until this point when (laughs) some intern witch came along. (laughs) An intern entered the cabinet. Yeah, maybe. And and was sent down to the archives and discovered the Witchcraft Act and said Mm. it's time to burn this (laughs) and it was abolished. Yeah. It's... Just knowing that, that, that there is this written, um, mm. l- like th- this written act, like a, a written intent. Yeah. Because we know how powerful the written word is. Mm. It's, it's an intention. It's, a, it's an energy like we were talking about with opening up circles and things like that in the last episode. Like yeah. everything's an energy and an intention. Mm-hmm. People who write these laws and these acts are full of burning intent. Yeah. Because Absolutely. they hate these people. Yeah. They see it as wrong or whatever it is. Yeah. And they get to deem that it's against the law? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah, mind blown, huh? <laughs> That's just not okay. No, it's not. That's really not. Mm. Well, I'd like to hear from any witches who survived in terms of um, before the Witch Act was abolished in their state Um, or any fortune tellers Yeah, because that's what the, that was what, it was illegal to be a fortune teller until 1971. Yeah. Which is why we were um, like psychic mediums and psychics um, 
you know, we used to just work from our homes and yeah, underground or in mm. secret um, like alleyways and mm. you'd have to get the secret password and know the way in and yeah, this is why. <sighs> okay. So on that note, <laughs> it's divine tool of the week. <laughs> I, need, I need a change of subject. Yes. Well, I thought being, you know, we've talked about the witch trials. I thought mm-hmm. that I would make the divine tool of the week the pentacle because I feel that this is a symbol that has been feared unnecessarily. And very misunderstood. Very, very misunderstood. So we will pop a pic on the socials of a pentacle, but to describe it, it is a five-pointed star set within a circle. So the five points represent the five elements of air, earth, fire, water, and spirit. And it's basically a protection sigil. So, um, yeah, it can be worn to protect you, to bring peace and comfort. It's associated with the earth, so it's quite grounding and stabilising. And it's also, you know, if you wear one, it's a sign to other witches that, you know, I see you. (laughs) You're one of us. Yeah, yeah. So we do use them um, in ritual. And there is a difference between a pentacle and a pentagram. Mm -hmm. So a pentagram is just the star without the circles, just still the five points. And it still represents those five elements. And upright, it is a a protection sigil again. But inverted, it represents Satanism and the occult. Mm -hmm. So um, the occult is... Uh, mystical, supernatural or magical powers and practices or phenomena. Which is not necessarily Satanism. No, no, two very different things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know myself, you know, even being a kid, seeing a pentacle instantly thought of witch devil slash devil. Yeah, where it's not. <laughs> it's not that at all. It's, you know, a highly protective symbol. Well, shit, because all like for the last probably four years of high school, I did not take my pentacle off. There you go. My neck. Yeah. With my whale tail. <laughs> ah, I had a whale tail as well. I had a whale tail pendant and a whale tail ring. <laughs> it was the 90s. I've actually still got my pentacle. I'll show you when we're finished because yeah. I think it's sitting in that little glass jar down there. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. So I've had protection. That since I was like 14. Beautiful. It just always finds its way yeah. back. And I've got a ring that's a pentacle. But I don't know where that is actually. Yeah. And lots of Celtic knot rings and mm. things like that that you're just drawn to. Yeah. It's, it's all that crazy. beautiful symbolism. I love symbols and talismans and, yeah. Same. Oh, so good. Thank you so much for sharing that um, history lesson on the witch trials and the witch hunts and and the mass murders. Yeah. Look, I know, it was, I know it was a heavy episode uh, but I felt like it needed to be touched on to kind well, people of people need to understand yeah yeah what what when witches do talk about this why they talk about it with such passion and um why they honor mm-hmm. because it is such a huge part of their history and your lineage yeah uh, and also something that you keep at the forefront of everything that you do mm. absolutely and if only they knew that magic could not be burnt and that fire True. actually adds fuel to the the magic that is correct yeah (laughs) i know right (laughs) (laughs) well until next week we hope you 
enjoy listening to all yeah, of the podcasts. Yeah, thank you for tuning in. Really appreciate it. And Follow us on Instagram, turns out underscore she's a witch. Yep. Send us your questions and any cool facts you might have. About yeah, I'd love to trials, hear. Yeah. Any ancestral um, information that you've got um, of any witches in your family. Yeah, I would love to hear that actually. We'd be more than happy to read read that out in the podcast. And If anyone happens to know a Christian witch or you are a Christian witch. Mm, we'd love to hear from I you. I would love to hear from you. Like it would just be amazing to sit down and really understand it because today I feel like I specifically, I'm not going to speak to you, <laughs> but I talked of it with, with a, a very, like a, try and see both sides of things, but I'm not educated enough on that side and I would love to be educated so that mm. I can understand it and respect it and yeah. know it. But right now I, str- I don't struggle to respect it, but I struggle to understand how they can reconcile it and I would love to know how they do. Yeah. That would be really cool. Um, and also have a look on the Instagram because I'll post pis- pictures, pictures, I'll, <laughs> um, I'll post a picture of the pentacle. Yes, in case you're wondering. I'm sure you've all seen a pentacle before. I think they kind of pop up here and there. But, yeah, if you're wondering, we'll post some pictures so that you know exactly what they are. Okay, it's time to wrap it up, Magic Seekers. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week. Bye.